0: So in the third way of meditating, or third stage of these four exercises that we can do for many, many different things that happen in our mind, we shift our focus to, you know, if it's someone that we're uh, attracted to, in the same way that when we, <laughs> when we were meditating on anger, it can be help, very helpful to, to imagine them when they were just an innocent child, when they were a baby, and realize, oh some awful things have happened to them to get them from there to now and it's sort of shifting our feeling now we can maybe go the other way if it's like a physical attraction we can think of them now and then thinking about oh, what are they going to look like in 40 years in 50 years and suddenly we feel it was like mm, what do we mm, mm. we can remember painful experience we've had you know like often when a relationship ends we look back on it with rose-tinted spectacles we we nostalgize is that the right word we 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 indulge in a nostalgia where we remember an edited highlights version of it where we just remember the good bits which wasn't the truth there were many inconveniences there were many irritations there were many problems but if we just engage with that edited highlights version. Of course this nostalgia, because that was wonderful. Those times were so great. That's when I was so happy. I long for that. We miss that. And so we're disturbing our peace with this fantasy. You know, attachment generally is, is is creating a fantasy. Whether, you know, obviously, and please don't think that all attachment is just on a base physical thing. Attachment to reputation, it's a fantasy. We can think, well, what will be the consequences of having a good reputation? Well, there's lots of good ones. But equally, there's lots of pressure. There's lots of expectation. There's much further to fall. There's, you know, we, we... Our previous achievements are then taken for granted and we need to always do better. And there's this increasing pressure. We can think, oh, actually, I don't want that. So we can shift our focus that's like the third exercise shift what part of the thing or the person we're focusing on the fourth the fourth exercise is to focus on the thing that we th- that we that is exactly triggering our delusion triggering that agitation but un- understand it more wisely more accurately so for example, attachment is seeing something that appears to us to be very attractive, that's telling us, this would make me truly happy. And so we employ a, a, a wisdom, which is, well, no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. It's, that's, that's not true. Like, it's not to say it wouldn't be enjoyable, but truly happy. At best, superficially happily, fleetingly happy. You know, the kind of happiness we get from external things. It's something that as Buddhists we we call the suffering of change, which means there was a pain. We experience something that appears to alleviate that pain, and we enjoy the relief of the pain. So, for example, if we have a headache and we take some effective painkiller, our headache subsides, and that feels fantastic. If we've been with a sort of sharp, throbbing, you know, searing pain, and then that pain subsides, it feels blissful not to have the pain of the headache. But not having a headache isn't blissful, that's just not having a headache. As soon as we've forgotten the pain of the headache, we derive no pleasure anymore from not having it. It's, a, it's basically a zero sum. There was a pain and we went back to zero. And that's the same with, for example, we, we crave acknowledgement. We have a sense of being invisible or underestimated or undervalued. And then someone praises us, acknowledges us. And it feels fantastic. But it's only in response to how deep that pain was and how long that pain was lasting. Once we've got accustomed to that state of acknowledgement, there's no enjoyment in it. It's entirely taken for granted. These are just zero sums. We're We're not getting actual happiness. We're just reducing a discomfort there's a there's a pain in our mind and we manage to alleviate that pain and that feels great but it's not we're not crossing the axis into actual happiness you know i remember watching an interview with matt damon i think it was about the oscar he won for goodwill hunting i think it was um and he was talking about what an important moment it was for him. Not in terms of career, but in terms of life. He won this Oscar. And the thing that was important wasn't the, the glory or the victory or the winning. It was, he talked about, uh, at the end of that evening, he went home. And he had this little piece of metal. And he was sitting there. And he was, he was thinking, I am so lucky. I've had this now because it's obvious that this is meaningless, this is nothing. And if I hadn't got this now and had this, this experience to teach me, I could have spent my whole life chasing this. Because he'd had the highest accolade you can get in, in, in the acting profession. It's, a, it's an extraordinary honor reserved for very few people. And he's had it and he realized this is nothing, this is nothing doesn't make me a better person, doesn't make me a happier person. This is nothing, and yet it's something that we could chase our whole life after. So we focus on whatever it is that is our attachment, the person or the accomplishment or whatever, and we realize that's just superficial.